and welcome to the Cairns Writes Podcast, home of science fiction, fantasy, and horror author Michael Cairns, me. If you like what you hear today, you can find more at cairnswrites.com and download free sci-fi novella, Childhood Dreams. In a world of enforced national service for anyone born with a gift, Thomas Stahl hides away, keeps his powers well hidden. But the offer of a once-in-a-lifetime paycheck for one short conversation may be one conversation too many. Anger, a science fiction short story. I don't know where it comes from. One minute I'm fine, happy as Larry in shit or something. The next it hits, no warning, not even the slightest of hints. Anger. Actually, fury's nearer the mark. It's more than just anger, because it takes over, controls me. My fists shake where my hands are so tightly clenched, and my breathing gets short. I can't form sentences properly. I can't stop the sweat that streaks my forehead. I can't do anything except react. It wouldn't be so bad if I was the Hulk. If my anger came with city-destroying strength and the kind of stature bodybuilders can only dream of, it wouldn't be so bad at all. But I'm not the Hulk. I'm nobody, nothing. Well, that's not quite true. I do have something in the tank, a little something that helps with the anger. I've kept it quiet since they brought in the National Service, though. Why those of us gifted with special powers should have to fight for king and country, I'll never understand. How is that fair? But you aren't here because of my political affiliations, are you? And if I didn't have that little something, you wouldn't be here at all. Tell me again, why are you here? We've heard some stories recently, Mr. Stahl, of powers hiding out, keeping their powers secret to avoid the service, just as you suggested. You're saying I'm not the only one? Not at all. In fact, I'd say you're one of a hundred, a thousand maybe, in this city alone. The census figures are being poured over by the government at this very moment. They're convinced they've been lied to, and they aren't happy about it. But it's not up to them to make some of us serve and not others. Well, that's as maybe. Tell us about your powers, Mr. Stahl. Remind me again, who are you? I ask. David Slatter, chief reporter for Powers Weekly, the leading national e-zine dedicated to powers. All powers or just the sneaky ones? All, absolutely. Last month's homepage star was Fireball. You got Fireball? We get everyone, Mr. Stool. That's our job. Right. I take a breath, let it out. They get everyone. Not sure I like that expression. Actually, I know I don't like that expression. I don't like this David Slatter bloke either. He smiles too easily, like he knows something I don't. I'm sure there's plenty he knows that I don't, but it's like he's rubbing it in my face. Tell us about your powers, Mr. Stahl. Well, they didn't come in till I was twenty, so I was a late one. Very late, he says. Yeah, One day I'm sitting on my desk, pissing around with some coding. The next the computer starts talking to me. Actually talking to you. 
He sits forward, his perfectly trimmed eyebrows rising. I'm tempted to lead him on a bit, but there's something in his eyes that stops me. Something that makes me think if he doesn't like the answer I give him, he'll walk out along with the ten grand check he's promised me for this chat. Not exactly. It's not saying anything. It's just... I always struggle at this point. I know my coding's wrong, you know? Just like that, without looking over it. I just know which line, which bit, all of it. And there's, I see. Can you prove it? Prove it, I ask. Well, we've seen what you've done online, but that could have been accomplished by a skilled hacker with a lot of free time. There's no guarantee that genuine power has been exhibited. Sure, I say. What would you like me to do? He pulls out a laptop, opens it, spins it round to face me. This is some coding. I confess I know little about these things. However, I had a very skilled programmer put this together. He tells me there are few mistakes in there, little things, tricky to spot. I'm sure with your power, you won't have any difficulty getting rid of them. He smiles, nudges the laptop towards me. In, shall we say, five minutes? There are things I could say at this point, things that would impress him no end. I could tell him I already know where the problems are in the coding. I could tell him I know what will happen once I change them. I could tell him I'm onto him. Instead, I scoop the laptop up and rest my fingers on the keyboard. The handy thing about being a power in this day and age is the number of people who want to be one and lie about it and the number of people who consequently don't really believe in us. Mr Slatter is one of those. He thinks I'm a fraud. He thinks I'm going to sit here for a few minutes, looking blankly at the government-level encryption all over his computer, then hand it back and admit I'm no more of a power than he is. My fingers flicker across the keyboard, moving without friction, with the natural flow I discovered on my 20th birthday. My powers came late, but there was nothing wrong with that. It gave me time to get good at the other things I needed, the lying and subterfuge. First thing I do is hack into his online banking and take a little cash. Next, I change all his passwords, just for the crack. Encrypt his personal stuff, also just for the crack. And dump his government files onto the dark web, which I see as performing a public service. That fills the first ten seconds. I go into the code he's asked me to crack and reprogram it. Then I iron out the mistakes and give my best look of amazement when the screen flashes and a siren emits from the speakers. David Slatter jumps. He wasn't expecting it any more than me. He tugs a phone from his pocket, taking no time at all to search up the number he's supposed to call. I'm pleased to discover he's Bluetooth to his laptop, so I change the number mid-dial and he gets to chat to my local coffee shop. I only hear his end of the conversation. What? No, I need to speak to A.D. Branklin. No, I don't want anything to drink. Put me through to A.D. Branklin. Look, if this is some sort of security test, no one informed me. I blank out his voice as I watch the screen. A message is coming up. I left this in just for the shits and giggles. Mr. Stall, you're needed by your government. By now, this computer has been registered with the collection agency. It hasn't, I made sure of that. And our collectors are on their way to you. They aren't. Please remain where you are and follow our agent on the scene's instructions. 
Regards your government. I was kind of hoping for your loving government, but I can't have everything. David Slatter shoves his phone into his pocket with all the force he can muster, but he's still smiling. Mr. Storr, as the message before you has made clear, you no one's coming to get me. No one even knows I'm here. That's how the collections have to work, don't they? In case the ESP powers pick up on things. No point having people waiting round the corner when your quarry knows you're there. But, but, I don't know if this was your first time, but I must say I'm disappointed. I didn't even get angry. He gapes, fish-like for a moment, before asking, Was that true, about the anger? Absolutely, I say. I get furious all the time. Normally, whenever I think about the government and your damned collection agency, in fact. But you didn't get close, nowhere near. I rise from my sofa. Except, it's not my sofa, is it? There wasn't a chance I was meeting this guy at my place. I do feel sorry for the couple who really live here, though. The government will be round, once Slatter gets his phone working again. And they'll tear it apart, just to be sure there aren't any clues. I pat the bright-eyed, creepy-smiling man on the shoulder on the way out. By the way, the coding was bollocks. A kid could have hacked that. His silence follows me out the door. I told him the truth. The anger never even started. I'm surprised by that, but grateful in a way. Once it kicks in, I lose all sense, all rationality. There's nothing left but the fury driving me along. But something in David Slatter's cool manner meant I stayed cool as well. Which means my bank account's richer to the tune of a hundred grand, and I'm certain, now, that the government knows about me. Mission very much accomplished. Maybe next time I'll get angry. Let them see my other side. There was plenty I could have done with that laptop. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find more at cairnsrights.com and come back in a week for the next episode. You can also find me on Pinterest, Facebook, Goodreads and Twitter or email me at michael at cairnsrights.com.